Welcome to Tales of Ted DeGrazia, a Big Blend radio podcast covering the art, life, and career of Southwest artist Ted DeGrazia, as well as the current events and exhibits happening at DeGrazia Gallery in the Sun. It's a 10-acre National Historic Landmark located in Tucson, Arizona. Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome back to the Tales of Ted DeGrazia show, where every fourth Sunday we get to chat with Lance Labor, the Tucson dude, who is the executive director of DeGrazia Gallery in the Sun in Tucson, Arizona. And, you know, Ted DeGrazia is a famous Southwest artist and known also as one of the most reproduced artists in the world. And his gallery is a 10-acre historic landmark. It is beautiful. You can see the Santa Catalina Mountains. There's beautiful cactus gardens. Uh, there's definitely architecture there. It's, um, the gallery itself is adobe style, and um, it's got unique things like choya cactus floors. Um, and it's also got uh, the little chapel, like uh, not the chapel, the mission. Why did I say the little chapel? It's a little chapel in the desert, Lance. Welcome back, by the way. How are you? Good. I'm good. How are you? Good. I don't think Ted DeGrazio would like me saying the little chapel. It's the mission. That's <laughs> the mission. Uh, it's the mission in the sun, but, um, you know, we slip sometimes and call it the little chapel. I mean, it, it is kind a... of is what it is. Well, because the people do get married there, right? You do have, like, small weddings yeah. there. People get, people get married and they have... Um, uh, memorials there and um you know it's it's just used as a little church year-round well this is important to bring up because um we'll talk about the little gallery too but also when you go to the, the gallery which is a museum you there's a there's a permanent um exhibitions that you can see and then there's a rotating exhibits and that's what we're going to talk about is the new exhibits that just went on display um one of them though is a mainstay that happens every year and Lance, if Lance does not put this exhibit up, he gets flooded with emails and phone calls of major complaints. And this is the exhibit. It's the way of the cross. And so can we touch on that, the way of the cross, that exhibit? And then it kind of leads to the importance of why you have the mission in the sun and even, you know, the, the nuns quarters. There's the nuns quarters um, on, on the property, too. Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, when DeGrazi was really young, uh, his family went back to Italy, and there he was exposed to religious art. I mean, he was just a kid, but uh, the the years that he was there, he, he became uh, kind of enamored with uh, religious art, and um, that's that's what kind of started is very uh he was a religious man in his own way he really wasn't a church going man so he built his own church and mm -hmm. um that's that was that what that was about so he did his own and then there's like the mission in the sun doesn't that also connect to maybe some of his trips going to mexico and then also his um fascination and and love for you know uh father kino yeah. Well, actually, uh, it was a. It is a tradition in Mexico when you become a landowner, when you buy property, uh, your first thing you're supposed to do is build a church on your property to give thanks, and that's what that was all about. That's what brought that about, and of course, uh, 
Uh, he was very, um, he loved Father Kino. So um, uh, he dedicated it to to uh, Our Lady of Guadalupe and, or, or uh, to Father Kino in honor of uh, Our Lady of Guadalupe. Mm. And and so that's on the property. So when you go there, it's, it's beautiful. I love it in there. And um, the the way of the cross exhibition, this is a big deal. You do get those complaints if you don't do it. So it's like a every every uh, yeah, year, winter through yeah, spring, they, this is a big deal. They they chase me around. See, uh, the visitors that used to come were used to. It was a permanent exhibit. He never took it down. It was always up, and uh, we just have too much art that hasn't been seen. And mm-hmm. so what I decided to do was take it down from being a permanent exhibit and turning it into more of a special exhibit. Uh, you know, we put it up just before Lent and run it through Easter and, you know, leave it up usually a month or two after so that uh, all the snowbirds can see it. And I take uh, much less guff. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. So, but that's a big deal though, you know, and so everyone, that's, that's something that's out now. So you can see that through Lent pretty much, right? You keep it up there um, pretty much through Easter. Okay. So we leave it up, we leave it up a little longer that, you know, so people, if they come late, they get to see it. And isn't there like a, an audio recording that you can listen to while you're there? During during the yeah. through the exhibit, yeah, it's, uh, he um, De Grazia um, narrates the um, uh, the story uh, of the way of the cross uh, himself, and uh, it's really interesting. I mean, the story of him doing the way of the cross, the paintings, was an interesting story too. I don't know if you want to hear it. Yeah, yeah, I do. So they there's a. Um, a Catholic center at the university of Arizona called the Newman center. And the priest at the Newman center, you know, obviously DeGrazi had graduated from university of Arizona. So he was, uh, he was well known and the priest uh, approached him and said, DeGrazi, would you paint the way of the cross, the stations of the cross? And in the beginning, DeGrazi said, you know what? No, I'm not going to do it. I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy of doing this. And I think he really meant it. He really didn't feel that he was, he was good enough. But um, the priest persisted and uh, said, oh, come on, you know, take, take a shot at it. You know, you're, you're, you're way better than you come off. And uh, so DeGrazia did it, and he knocked it out of the park. He hit a home run. It's just a beautiful mm. series. And he actually added uh, an extra extra station at the end uh, of Jesus Rising. And um, so it's, it's just a really, really popular thing. Uh, the, uh, uh, DeGrazia allowed... Uh, the Newman Center, he gave them these things to put up. And uh, they put them up. Uh, and I think they were up for about a year until they found out what the collection was worth. And they couldn't afford the insurance on it. And they 
freaked out and said, oh, you know, DeGrazi, we can't afford this. You need to take them back. So uh, wow. he took them back and gave them prints. So they have reproductions that are put up. And um, that's, the, that's the story of the way of the cross. Wow. Wow. So, he, you know, and here it is with his reproductions, right? You know, being so big with that. And um, I wanted to touch on his education, which, you know, we were talking about, you know, him being in Mexico, uh, you know, he studied, famously studied under Diego Rivera and um, Jose Orozco. Um, Clemente but, Orozco, right. Yeah. that, And so, you know, he he did all that, but then he also put himself through college, right, through university, and that's where his music comes in. He was playing in a band to fund and, and worked as a landscaper to, to actually fund his schooling. Yeah, he worked during the day. He um, planted trees uh, at the U of A, and, um, yeah, he, he was like uh, the, the yard guy, uh, helped build the wall around the university. There's a big um, lava rock wall. Uh, that goes all the way around the school. It's huge. And he helped build that. Uh, and that's how he put himself through school. Wow. And then I know that one of the new exhibits is his master's thesis. And this was a big deal with, with what he did, because doesn't it have to do with color and music being put together? Um, okay. So uh, his master's thesis was, um, the relationship of color to sound. Mm. Um, and he would, uh, he would, uh, play classical music, uh, and paint it, you know, Rachmaninoff, uh, Shostakovich, all of that. And, uh, he did, uh, half, half of the thesis was done in oil and the other half was done in watercolors. I think he did a total of about 30 paintings. He did about 15 oils and about 15 watercolors. And uh, very interesting. They're really interesting paintings. And they're, uh, those are the ones that are going up. Wow. Wow. And we've only didn't showed he... them a couple of times over the years. So yeah. it's about time. But he actually did this as his thesis, like it was an actual paper um, called oh, yeah. Art and its, and yeah, its no, relation this, this to music. Was, this was. It's part of music education. Masters. Yeah. And, Correct. and he tested over 350 students at the U of A, uh, getting them to well, do it, well, make, making them listen well, to the music and paint. Yes, he did that. But then he also, he devised a test uh, that he gave to students, uh, and that's going to be shown, that's going to be put up. And he, he also had this uh machine he had this mm. giant machine with blinking lights and all this craziness uh that uh i i wish we still had it today we have some pictures of it but it, it's one of the only things you know degrazi has saved everything uh and whatever happened to this machine is is a mystery because uh it's nowhere to be found and hmm. uh, it would be really interesting to have it. We we have a couple pictures of him sitting at it, you know, yeah. with the lights blinking and uh... like a mad scientist. You know this machine thing. Um, I interviewed a musician a couple years ago, and he does this with his music, and he 
the lights flash. He, he attaches it to plants, like little wires to plants. So you can actually hear like the heartbeat of a plant, right? And then, so the heart, like you can see the plant's heartbeat, basically. I'm, I'm just saying it in a very, I wish he was on the show right now. He can explain it better than me for sure. But there's a, I mean, a plant is a living thing. It's a living organism. So there's a, there's a movement, right? So the lights would blink with the plant movement. Then he would play music, right? And then the lights would change right. according to the music on the plants because of how the plants were soaking up the music. Is that crazy? Oh, cool. And so yeah, when I was interviewing neat. him, I was thinking of DeGrazia the whole time going, DeGrazia would flip out, dude. I could imagine if like what we have now in technology, like DeGrazia would be out there in saguaro cactus and all the trees, like, let's do this. You know what I mean? And then could you imagine his paintings from that? Like what we have now and going from what he was doing then. I mean, that was in the mid forties, right? To now. I mean, it's pretty amazing what technology has done, but it, this is a science that I think, I think even the time frame he did it, there was that book, The Secret Life of Plants that came out, which is one of my favorite books on the planet because it, it is about, it's crazy. And some of it's been debunked, but I don't believe in the debunking. I'm still a staunch believer in plants having their own minds. Um, but I would love to have. I I just have a funny feeling that he would get into that. You know what I mean about that connection. And Nancy's always um, been that way all, too about music and color. It was all up his alley. All of that mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, he was a very uh, very creative guy. Well, color does something, Nancy. I know we've talked about this exhibit before. Nancy, you know, as a as a painter, she's like, you know, color represents different emotions, and so so does music. So it makes sense what he's what you know, he's doing with that in regards to the color, the sound, what you're hearing, you know, what you're painting, what colors you're using. Um, but I want to know about that machine. That's, that's some weird science stuff, man. That's cool. He's like, he is a, well, he's a mad I'll scientist. See if I, I'll see if I can send you a picture of it. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, you know, it, it's kind of, oh, I found one. It's, that's crazy. There's one on Wikipedia of him. Yeah, yeah um, there is. That, yeah, that's, it's the, got this that's big, the photo we have. Yeah, that's like a big cellophane, purpley thing. Dude, that's crazy. It's cool, man. It. I love this. I I want to come yeah, see I this. Wish I, have... I wish I knew where it was. Yeah, I wonder, huh? Huh. I hope he didn't burn I mean, it when he was burning big, his paintings. Something that big just disappears, you know. Uh, who knows? One hey, of the mysteries I'm on the... of Teddy Grazia. Well, hey, here's another thing that's new that I didn't know. Um, okay, being on the Wikipedia page, that's like a rabbit hole. I didn't know he was on the Today Show and, you know, interviewed on the Today Show with that dude. Now I recognize that dude. Who was he? Um, the guy with the big yeah, mustache. Um... Oh, man. Yeah. He was. Wow, he, um, look at him. He was, he was on... Uh, uh... The Today Show, and he he did a pastel. Um, he did a chalk painting um, of a, I believe it was a little girl, uh, and we have it. You know, we have it in the collection, and um, you know, NBC. 
done on NBC Today show, first thing in the morning. Wow. Oh, he had to be there first thing in the morning. <laughs> yeah. He probably well, was you know, that was, um, that was in his heyday. That's when he, you know, was quite famous and uh, people knew who he was. And, um, you know, it's been many, many years. I don't even wow. remember the date of that. Now I'm like, it is a rabbit hole now because now I'm seeing like, you know, we've talked about him, you know, being friends with, you know, famous people like Lee Marvin. And um, but I didn't know he was friends with Olaf Weekhorst, which is Olaf is like one of the most. I mean, he he's got his own museum in San Diego right. County, um, yeah, which have been were, it's they were amazing. Big friends. Wow. And yeah, they were they were big friends. Thomas Hart Benton. We've been doing. We've done probably three shows on Thomas Hart Benton, and he was just such a huge, because he was about being a regionalist. And I think De Grazia, you've got, you know, I never really thought of that, but De Grazia is because of his Southwest approach to his art and telling the story of the people and the land. Um, so he is actually a regionalist. I wonder, God, could you imagine the conversation between those two artists Holy cow. Well, they, that were, would be they were also really good friends. Thomas R. Benton uh, did, a, did a painting of de Grazia. De Grazia did a painting of Thomas R. Benton. What? Um, yeah, no, there was a lot, of, um, a lot of communication, and they were friends. They were, they were good friends. That's crazy. I did not know that one. There's always something new when you come up. And Iron Eyes Cody, by the way, too. That's cool. He's cool. He's Cody, right, right. Yep, yep, that's, that's amazing. And look at that one actress. Okay, this is crazy. That's a rabbit hole. But, okay, let's go back to the regionalism, right? So one of the other new exhibits that's out now, um, everyone, it just went up, um, is about the Tohono O'odham Rodeo. Um, number one, the Tohono O'odham uh, people, that's, that's the local Tucson uh, tribe, right? Yeah, there's two tribes. There's the, the Tohono O'odham. They were formerly known as the Papago Indians. Uh, and then they just took on their own name instead of using the ones that the Spanish gave them. Uh, and then the Yaqui Indians who were from Mexico. So there's hmm. two tribes in Tucson. Yeah. And so now the, the rodeo... Grazi was, mm -hmm. was just really close to both tribes. And uh, the, the the rodeo, there's a rodeo in Sells, Arizona, where Sells is uh, on the reservation, Tono Reservation, um, just south of Tucson. And uh, uh, so they have a rodeo every year. They do a rodeo. And it was something he used to like to go to. And um, it's very interesting, you know. The, the The series is beautiful. I love it. Uh, mm. so is, you know there's go ahead I'm sorry. Say, is it different than the one because you have a rodeo section in the permanent collection so this is different or or is it expanded the uh, same one uh we we really don't have a, a rodeo section in the per in the permanent no this is oh. this is something we Put up occasionally. I mean, DeGrazia, oh, okay. we do have the bullfight. Maybe you can. Oh, that that's what I'm fight. thinking of. That's right. That's what I'm thinking of is the bullfight. Okay, that's right. The bullfight's in the permanent collection, so the rodeo is different. I might might have seen it one year when it came out to the gallery. 
Um, uh, I think we've had we've had it up maybe once in the last twenty years. Wow. Wow. And and the Tucson rodeo now. happens this time of year too, doesn't it? Like in the in the winter spring. The Tucson yes, rodeo. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. But they're two different rodeos. The Tucson Rodeo is completely different from the the Tohono O'odham Rodeo. Okay, that makes sense. You know, you know that does. Um, so his paintings. So that's the whole series of the the Tohono, because it is. It's it's different how the Native Americans did a rodeo versus you know the the Anglo's. You know. Even well, you know the the Tucson Rodeo is just this huge thing where they you know they have a parade and it's a it's a major thing every year. The 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 Autumn Rodeo, you know, I mean it's held it's held on the reservation and you know people go, lots of people mm-hmm. go, uh, but it's not quite you know it's not quite as big as the the, the actual Tucson Rodeo. And and um, as far as I know, it's it's mostly uh, Tohono O'odham participants. Mm. Um, you know, it's not like cowboys coming from all over the country. Uh, it's it's their own rodeo. Mm. That's cool. So those are the new exhibits. The other thing I wanted to bring up too is that um, the little gallery um, is still going. That's something that happens every winter through spring through april i think you have artists visiting resident like artisan residents almost right you and sometimes they're they're right. painting in there that you know so you can get a little bit of a demonstration too yeah they, they everybody comes they get two weeks to show and sell their work and um, a lot of them work in there and um so that's what's going on now there is a i gee i'm sorry i don't know her name um there's there's two uh, ceramicists in uh, in there now. Oh, cool! Showing yeah, because it, it's all yeah. And everybody, if you go to degrazia.org, um, you can get the information on the exhibits we're talking about. Um, also, get information about the little gallery, uh, so you can see that and and you know all of the events that that happen. Um, but the little gallery is it is neat that I think. You know that it's it's almost like his way. Was he doing that the visiting artist before he passed away, or is that something that the foundation no. decided to do? No, yeah, it was it was closed. Uh, and then after De Grazia died, Mrs. De Grazia, Marin De Grazia, uh, decided that uh, she wanted to open it up and help you know struggling artists. Mm-hmm. Uh, she remembers exactly what her life was like and what his life was like when they were, um, you know, starting out and really trying to make it. And um, so she she felt a little responsibility to try to help out, out other artists. And that's been going on since 1983, wow. 82 or 83. Wow. Wow. And, yeah. I want to say the, the, um, Ceramic artist was Carla Princeton and Carrie Wilson. Um, that closed Thank is you. closing as of yeah, yeah. But I know as we're recording this a little bit, you know, before the air date here, and as of today's show um, that's airing now, um, starting Sunday, every fourth Sunday, right? Uh, we've got Kristen Harvey. She's a two-dimensional flora and fauna artist uh, depicting the Sonoran Desert. 
Um, then mid-February, you have John George, who does three-dimensional crystalline glazed porcelain. Then the end of February into the beginning of March, you have D. Ruff, who does two- and three-dimensional color field contemporary abstract mosaic mixed media. <gasps> That's a mouthful. That's cool. And then uh, middle of March, you've got Chip Travers, two-dimensional so- southern Arizona culture. And then the end of March to April 5th, when, when that's the end of the little gallery for the season, you have Charlie Gaskill, who does two-dimensional color black and white photographs of elements of the Sonoran Desert. So do you have repeat uh, artists that come in, or is it always someone new? Or people just like, hey, I want to come back um, and do it again? <clears throat> well, people, you know, once they've had two weeks in there, they love it. And, of course, you know, every, there's not a one of them that wouldn't want to just say, hey, I want this gallery for my own. I want to be here permanently. We, we make them wait three or four years uh, in between shows so that other people can have a chance. Okay. I see. Yeah. Well, hey, everyone, it's, a, it's the season to go to the gallery. It is beautiful. And um, I know Arizona is getting a little bit of rain, which is great. And then February, March is when I think your cactus garden starts to bloom a little bit. It's starting in February, depending on the weather, right? February, March, maybe yep. more March. Yep. Beautiful and, time. You know, and then about springtime. Yep. And then April, May. May starts with the saguaro blossoms. Ooh. I do miss those saguaro blooms, man. And then watching the doves get in there and, you know, I miss it. That's the thing. I miss saguaro cactus, you know, traveling across the country. That's the one thing. It's like you look out windows, like, where's my saguaro? You know, it, it's part of the. I'll send, I'll send you a picture. Element. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, DeGrazia painted a lot of them and he did that. The Remember that one exhibit you did where it showed the, the ceramics he did as well. Of the sonora of the saguaro cactus, you remember those? There's those, mm-hmm. like, yep, like the almost like a bowl. Bowls. Yeah, that's yep. cool. That's cool. Well, everyone, again, we're here every fourth Sunday talking about Ted DeGrazi, and there's always something you know new to learn about this man. And uh, the best thing, though, is to go to the gallery itself. It is open. You're you're open almost every day, right? Um, pretty much. We are open every yeah. day. 